Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Do you believe in miracles? Today's guest set out on a journey to investigate healing miracle claims. Along the way, he asked healing ministers, apologists, skeptics, scientists, and doctors the hard philosophical, theological, and scientific questions. Well, what did he discover? Today, Elijah Stevens joins us. He's recently put together a documentary called Send Proof. This is the first documentary of its kind that shows miracle claims that have been researched and published in peer-reviewed journals. He's going to share where the inspiration for this film came from. He's also going to share what it was like putting this all together and what he discovered along the way. We're going to hear that and so much more today on Connections. Elijah Stevens joins us today. He is the director and executive producer of a new documentary called Send Proof. It's the first documentary of its kind that shows miracle claims that have been researched and published in peer-reviewed journals. Now, director of a pretty interesting documentary that we're going to talk about. My first question, though, Elijah, is with a name like Elijah, was your dad a pastor by chance? He was not. Oh, Um, look at that. No. No. Usually when we get the Old Testament prophet names, their dad was a pastor or mom was in ministry or something. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you, now, you have a really interesting background. You have this film coming out that looks at uh, miracles and documenting miracles and looking for proof of miracles. Uh, but you have this background looking at your, uh, at your story. You have this background of like psychology and philosophy. So how do you go from that – uh, into uh, searching for miracles and proof. Um, I I think it's a very natural uh progression in the sense that you know philosophy is asking the hard questions about existence and thinking clearly about it. And so, um, I grew up in a Christian home and I, you know, went to church, but also like I watched my mom get conned by con artists who said you'll get healed if mm. you send us money. I, um, you know, grew up in an abusive home that made me question God's existence. Um, and I went to a Christian college, so I studied philosophy from a Christian perspective, but I started having lots of doubts. I joined the vineyard movement, started praying for sick people and seeing stuff I thought was miracles. And then I left to go to a ministry school and when I did, my senior pastor left the faith. He said, there's no God, no miracles. Wow. And so that made me start wanting to research, well, where's the objective evidence for this? And so I felt I was given a prophetic word to make this film. And so these things just lined up all of it together, I guess. So it's a, been an interesting journey. This is great because I love it. Like I have a ministry background. I kind of had like... um I don't know, a miraculous come to Jesus moment in my own life coming out of addiction and stuff. And I really want to believe in miracles, but at the same time, I'm very leery of exactly what you mentioned, con artists, right? And people taking advantage. And I remember seeing a documentary that was made in the seventies. I think Marjo, he was a child preacher, right? And his parents taught him how to con people and they did Mm -hmm. this documentary. So yeah, I'm very, I, I want to believe, but I'm also cautious at the same time. And and that's why the movie's called Send Proof, is we want to show evidence of miracles, of before and after testimonies, and ones that have been published in peer-reviewed medical journals. But we also want people to send in their evidence so that we can publish more cases for people like you who go, hey, I would believe, 
but I know there's a lot of fluff out there and I want the real deal. And so I think that helps people like you and myself to go, Hey, maybe this stuff is happening and we should pray for sick people. And so that's my, my heart with it. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of the things that holds us back from praying for people, I guess, when we meet is that doubt at play, right? And well, I don't want to pray for them and nothing's going to happen. And then what I make God look like a fool or something like that. Well, yeah, that, and sometimes nothing does happen, but I think the opposite happens when you see good evidence is you go, well, maybe God could do it this time and maybe it's worth taking the risk. And so it kind of puts this imperative on us is I've seen God do it before. Why don't I pray again? And so that is kind of the heart behind of it. Now, so you mentioned you felt like you got this kind of prophetic word to make this film. Can you tell me a little bit about that, how that happened, when that happened? Uh, Yeah. Um, So I had started researching testimonies, but it went nowhere. And um, I'm at my house and there's this ministry school event going on. And my friends start texting me like, get here. This guy said he got a prophetic word for Elijah. And so I drive to my church. And he like tells me my name, my birth date, my wife's name. And he's like, God's commissioning you. Go make the film. It's going to touch lots of doctors' lives. And I'm like, okay, I'm in this. Like it was a dream that was just <laughs> like, I've got to marry it now. And so I've spent six years making this film. So, uh, yes, Send Proof, it's called. And so you sought out people with stories. And you took those stories to medical experts, it looks like, getting their reaction. Tell us a little bit about how you've yeah. put this together. So I wanted good cases that I think would last long term. And so I started working with a team called the Global Medical Research Institute. And what they are is they're researchers, they're, they're medical professionals. First of all, they take a case. They look at it, they verify the person was sick, and then that they're cured, that they have reason to believe they're cured. And then they go through the peer-reviewed literature and go, are there cases of spontaneous remission or stuff like that that can account for this naturalistically? And then when they can't find that, they write up a journal article and publish it as a case study so that they, they can say, hey we haven't found a naturalistic explanation for this. And that allows the medical community to blindly look into it and go, ah, we agree. And so at a philosophical level, an epistemological level, you go, all right, I can eliminate naturalistic explanations as a theologian, what's left. And so you make an inference to the best explanation is there was a prayer event before the person was sick afterwards. Therefore, as a theologian, I I think this is probabilistically a miracle. Okay, I was just going to, that was my next question. How should we define a miracle? There we go. Perfect. (laughs) Well, I think a miracle is when uh, God does something outside of the normal course of events. So, you know, pole ball A is about to hit pole ball B and God just stops it and changes it a different course. But it's hard to know when one occurs And, you know, sometimes God doesn't leave evidence. He spoke to people in dreams in the Old Testament. And so, um, but if you're going, how can I know a miracle's occurred? I think looking at medical cases is probably the best path because it's got the before and it's got the afterwards. And so if you're really skeptical of miracles, I would look for before and after healing events. 
So you like in the film, like you've actually taken like x-rays and MRIs and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we look at the evidence, we show the evidence, we show what the doctor said in their reports and it, it, it's done really well. Like God gave me an amazing team that I just could not imagine having even found on my own. So yeah. What, uh, so it was like a five or six year journey. You said the making of this film, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that stick out the most to you? Um, I love my interviews. I got to interview the world's leading apologist, William Lane Craig, JP Moreland, Gary Habermas, Craig Keener, the world's leading skeptics. Um, Michael Shermer's head of skeptic society, James Randy called the guy with the earpiece, uh, faking prophetic words. Um, Michael Ruse, John Loftus, and some cool healing ministers, the Bill Johnsons, the Heidi Bakers, the Randy Clarks, and some really cool cases. And so it's just been a wild ride. I'm uh, I'm still excited you mentioned Craig Keener. I've got like five commentaries by him behind me here. So. <laughs> I, I actually took his work from Miracles debunking David Hume and made it into like an explainer cartoon inside of the movie. So that it's super clear. Yeah. What was it like for you talking to some of the skeptics? Um, they were super generous. Um, I think the one thing I, I found as I'm doing this film, if you're going, Hey, Christians give us evidence. They root for that. Hmm. And so I, I just see them as people trying to ask ultimate questions about existence um, but they they were all very kind and cordial, and I, I mean I love James Randy. He was so fun to meet, and uh, yeah, you know, like you know, Thomas comes to mind right after Jesus appeared to the disciples and he showed him his mm-hmm. wounds and stuff, and Thomas wasn't there, and and then Thomas comes back, and the disciples are like, "You'll never believe what." what happened and he's like you're right i don't believe you i need to see it for yourself right and we harp on thomas is doubting thomas but thomas responded just as the other disciples did when jesus first appeared to them they needed to see the proof too and he's just part of being a human we need to see proof so often right yes and what what people don't know about the story is afterwards thomas went to india and planted churches and it transformed india and uh, he gave up his life for Jesus. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, you read the uh, first and second century accounts of the disciples. They said after they saw Jesus, they were not afraid of death or evil anymore. And they laughed in its face. And there is this boldness that comes when the church is fully convinced that Jesus is alive. And I tell people all the time, Study the resurrection until you're so confident it's a historical fact, just like George Washington's the first U.S. president, because you may have to give your life for it one day and you want to give your life to it now. Hmm. And so, like, it is worth becoming convinced Jesus is alive because it frees you to realize the reason you don't want to live his teaching sometimes is just emotional stuff. It's not because... Well, he might not be real. And eliminating that as a possibility for me um, transformed me. You mentioned uh, you spoke with Michael Shermer. Shermer is a founding publisher of a magazine called Skeptic Magazine. <laughs> like It's all about, uh, yeah, just 
being a skeptic, but like you mentioned, asking mm-hmm. questions. I think a lot of times Christians, we view skeptics as kind of militant and angry, mm-hmm. but maybe that's right. not the case then, you're saying. Well, we don't. We shouldn't see them as militant and angry because a lot, some are, a lot aren't. Um, and we should understand the role of doubt in our religion. Um, there's bad doubt, which is not obeying God, and then there's good doubt. You should doubt the devil. You should doubt used car salesmen. Um, you should learn to question things. And so uh, people ask me, did you give up your skepticism in this process? And I'm like, no, I, I looked for evidence and I found it. That's very different than just shutting your brain off and believing anything. Um, and so I, I still ask skeptical questions of miracles. Some of them are bunk. I've had people send in fake x-rays. So like, the, you know, we are called to love God with all our minds and just follow the truth where it leads. And when you make your goal, I'll just tell the truth. You're, you feel freedom. Uh, so as you made this film, what are some things that you discovered about miracles then? Like, may, did you ask the, why don't miracles always happen? For instance, like if there's a faith healer out there that mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of evidence for miracles in their ministry, why doesn't it happen every single time? <laughs> why doesn't yeah, a person yeah, yeah. get out of the wheelchair every time? Uh, because God's not magic. Like magic, I would expect if that's real, and I don't think it is, you could just turn it on. But God is a person and you're talking to a person and you're asking him to do something. And so I, when I look at this and I go, well, why do these not happen? I don't blame God, but I do go, um, you know, God is wise. And when he does a miracle, that's wise. And when something doesn't happen, there's wisdom in it. Yeah. And my goal is to just become like Jesus and know him in this life. And I don't make up stories about why miracles don't happen because they always hurt someone in the end. And the Bible doesn't give us the answer. And so why are we doing that? In uh, New Testament theology class many years ago, we had a guest speaker, uh, Pentecostal, charismatic, believed in the power of healing fully, but had been in a wheelchair for several years. And I'll always remember he said, healing isn't God making me and restoring me to what I once was. It's him making me into what I was created to be. And that looks Mm -hmm. different for everybody. And uh, yeah, by staying in that wheelchair, he was coming to experience God and the power of God in, in new ways, basically, is what he was telling us. And I highlight in the film people in wheelchairs praying for people and them seeing people healed because Hmm. I feel a lot of people who have disabilities eliminate the idea that God might use them, their prayers to heal people. And I I think I I don't get that about God, but he does it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what just what I think theologians, the great thing about theologians, they think about faith and they have answers for faith. And at the same time, they're okay with saying, I don't know. And it's part of the mystery of God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about the film Send Proof. How can we uh, watch it? Oh, you can watch it by going online to send proof, S-E-N-D proof.com. And um, you can stream it today. So now that it's out, are you done with miracles and moving on to the next project or are you continuing searching for stories and Oh, uh we want more stories. So send them in if you have a testimony that you go 
I think I was miraculously healed. Um, there's a place on the website asking for those types of miracles and we can help you gather your before and after medical documents. You don't need them at the house right now or something. Our team will look at the case. Um, they will evaluate it. Like I talked about earlier against were you healed before? Was there evidence before that you were sick or are you healed now? Is this something incurable? Can we publish it in a journal? And so we don't put people's names in the journals because you know, the practice is you de-identify people. And so you're not going to have like the press knocking on your door unless you want that. And so um, it will help shift the conversation on apologetics if people will fill that out. Because if miracles happen today, then the resurrection is possible. Yeah. Um, God creating life is possible. And so there's all these apologists like the Craig Keeners and the Sean McDowell's and the Lee Strobel's who like to write on this stuff to help people grow in their confidence in their faith. And we can supply them with that. How long is send proof? It's about an hour and a half. Okay. I'm getting nothing done for the next 90 minutes that I'm watching. (laughs) I watched the trailer just before we talked. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I got to watch this. It looks so good. Job well done. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to hear this full conversation again, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find plenty of other conversations there as well. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review while you're there. We'll talk to you again on Connections. Definitely, definitely.